Many will remember 2020 as the year they worked from home. But as pointed out by The Economist magazine, while the shift from offices to kitchen tables among white-collar workers appears unprecedented and only possible with the availability of technologies embodied by the likes of Zoom and Microsoft Teams, working from home is actually nothing new. The emergence of capitalism in Great Britain and elsewhere from the 1600s to the mid-19th century did not transpire primarily in factories, but in people's homes. Homebound workers manufactured everything from dresses to shoes to matchboxes in their bedrooms and kitchens. When Adam Smith, deemed by many to be the world's first economist, authored The Wealth of Nations in 1776, it was perfectly normal to work from home. In Britain, where economic data stretch back farther than in any other nation, little reliable labor force data exists until the mid-1800s. But there are still clues into the nature of work. One relates to the meaning of the word house. Today, it connotes domesticity. But up until the 19th century, it had a much broader definition with the suffix house embodying economic production as well. For instance, in A Christmas Carol, Scrooge works in a counting house. For WYPR and my producer, Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. According to data from MasterCard Spending Pulse, which monitors online and in-store spending, retail sales expanded 2.4% between November 1st and Christmas Eve compared to the same period a year ago. That is below the 3.6% to 5.2% growth predicted by the National Retail Federation, an industry group. As indicated by writer Sarah Nassauer, while a more complete picture of holiday spending will emerge over the coming weeks, there are some things that have already become apparent. For instance, the big winner this holiday shopping season was online sales, which were up more than 47% on a year-ago basis. For many retailers, selling merchandise online is generally less profitable than selling from stores because of higher shipping and logistical costs. Predictably, among those that fared well were large retailers like Amazon, Walmart, and Target, which had efficient e-commerce operations in place prior to the pandemic. Those selling food, home goods, holiday decor, and fitness supplies also performed well. Many small retailers, including those that sell clothes, struggled. Between October 11th and Christmas Eve, sales of apparel declined more than 19%. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Few economic segments fared as badly last year as apparel. As indicated by writer Sarah Halzak, the lockdowns last spring took a considerable toll on apparel retailers, of course, but matters continued to deteriorate for many even as the economy reopened. July and August of last year ushered forth a raft of commercial failures. Among those filing for bankruptcy last summer were Lucky Brand, Brooks Brothers, and the parent company of Ann Taylor. New York and company's corporate parent also went bankrupt, as did the department store Lord & Taylor. Francesca's, a women's clothier with 558 stores, fought for bankruptcy in December. According to estimates compiled by Bloomberg, the 10 largest publicly traded U.S. companies that are either clothing retailers or department stores collectively had $38 billion of revenue wiped out in 2020, a gap that translates into 23% of their collective 2019 sales. Separate figures from the U.S. Commerce Department indicate that clothing store sales through November were down nearly 29% from a year earlier, the worst decline of any retailing segment. The expectation is that 2021 will be much better as consumers get outdoors and change out of their sweatpants. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. 
it would be nearly impossible to neatly detail all of the changes the pandemic of 2020 brought to our lives. A recent Wall Street Journal article highlights some of the more significant shifts. For instance, many of us who were stuck at home became day traders. As the market crashed last March, as the coronavirus began to engulf our lives, more people spent more time on day trading sites. Last year, more than 3 million people established accounts on Robinhood. Overall, spending on brokerage apps like Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, and Charles Schwab increased approximately 65% compared with 2019. When we weren't trading, we might have been drinking. With many bars closed, U.S. retail alcohol sales increased by an average of nearly 60% compared with 2019 during the pandemic period. Not only were we drinking at home, we are eating too. Spending on food delivery doubled last year compared to 2019, boosting the fortunes of companies like Grubhub and DoorDash. By December, DoorDash was a publicly traded company valued at $50 billion. While working, drinking, and eating from home, we also sought comfort. Accordingly, by September, spending on home furnishings was up 36% from a year earlier. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. In its annual report, the Center for Economics and Business Research said that, quote, the COVID-19 pandemic and corresponding economic fallout have certainly tipped this rivalry in China's favor, close quote. The rivalry the report speaks to is the one between the United States and China. For now, America remains home to the world's largest economy. But according to the center and as reported by CNBC, China is set to overtake the U.S. to become the world's largest economy in 2028, five years earlier than previously estimated. The center indicates that China's skillful management of the pandemic, which included a strict early lockdown and long-term negative impacts to growth in the Western world, have improved China's relative economic performance. China's economic growth is projected to approach 6% a year from 2021 to 2025. While the U.S. is expected to enjoy a strong post-pandemic rebound in 2021, its growth is expected to slow to less than 2% per year between 2022 and 2024 and then shrink even further thereafter. Japan is expected to remain the world's third largest economy until the early 2030s when it will be overtaken by India. Germany will slip to fifth place from fourth place today. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.